This is Reaching the Finish Line. And I'm your host, Callan Dix. Check out the website, www.reachingthefinishline.com. And pick up my free report. Save up to 75% what they don't want you to know. ReachingTheFinishLine.com And welcome. Today, I am delighted to have Daniel Dowling. Daniel is a freelance writer and relationship coach who specializes in lasting intimacy, sexuality, communication, and overcoming addiction. He helps people overcome limiting beliefs to build the relationships of their dreams. I had Daniel on because... I really want to have a guest on, God, because I get emails about how people want to want to hear from successful people, but sometimes hearing from someone who's extremely big may, you know, may may, may not be a, the best source of inspiration. So, you know, Daniel is really making waves, and I think he could be a great source and inspiration for people who want to get started and becoming self-employed and reaching their finish line. Daniel, welcome. Happy to be here. How you doing, Callan? I'm doing great. So, for people who don't know what Daniel Dowling is, you know, I'm quite sure your story could be a, a biography in itself, but perhaps give people the abbreviated version of Daniel Dowling. Well, Daniel Dowling is a shadowy character in the annals of history, full of intrigue, um, but no, um, basically, your average Joe um, with a beard living in the mountains. Uh, one of nine one of nine kids you know i grew up the middle one of the middle of nine kids uh so i i was predisposed to to be you know really interested in anthropology and uh relationships so i studied that in school and uh and when i discovered that i had the writing bug that i would rather write about going to school than actually go to school i dropped out after a couple years and uh pursued a full-time writing career uh which which pretty much um, it it paralleled my my journey uh, my journey into manhood and adulthood essentially. So it's been really cool to write about my progress and to help other people with their lives at the same time. Great, and let's and let's dig deeper into uh, as far as college because that's one thing I talk about on the show uh, quite a bit uh, within the, within the last decade or better yet to say since the Great Recession, the many college degrees have increasingly lost value. Uh, unfortunately, was your parents more like you know you have to go to college because that's how you be successful? That's how you get a good job. Did, you, did your parents? Push yeah, it was it was kind of like that for. Uh, for all my brothers and sisters, um, we, my my brother Douglas, especially, he's an architect right now, based in OU. He was always into you know arts and sciences, and you know just winning blue ribbons at the state fairs for his sculptures and for his paintings. And uh, and my dad told him like, hey buddy, you know go into medicine or go into law. There's nothing for you in art. And <laughs> so that's that's kind of the tenor of. Of yeah, how our childhood growing up, uh, our prospects for careers. So it was it wasn't really you know follow your dreams, you know pursue your passions, make a difference in the world the best way that you can. It's like just get something that pays money. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because what your father said 
definitely has merit because again the 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 value of an art degree is not very high most people who graduate with degrees in art history or graduate with these these high uh, music uh, these these uh, costly music degrees they end up working at mcdonald's or walmart so at the same so again there is some merit but but the thing is you know a person can make a lot of money let's say being a doctor or being an engineer or architect but if the person is not happy doing it, then what's the whole point? So, uh, so you know, I mean, and definitely, I'm happy to see that the education scope is changing. Uh, episode 17, I interviewed Shai Russia, who's the founder and president of uh-huh. University of the People, which is the which is the first um, accredited tuition-free university in the U.S. And it actually, it actually is the lowest cost. Uh, the cheapest uni- cheapest college degree that a person can obtain in the U.S. Uh, typically, a person pays uh, four thousand dollars for a bachelor's degree, six thousand dollars for a master's degree. That's unheard of. And uh, I-, I like the way that you know people like him is taking education, like one of the pioneers, uh, Udacity, another uh, another alternative education provider. They recently uh, you know made a promise to all prospective students that says that. You can you study here, but if but after you study here, if you don't find yourself a job, we'll refund your tuition. So I really so I, so I'm glad that a lot of these uh, schools are going in direction. Not only are they making it much more making it affordable for college students, but they're also assuring uh, that. Uh, college students are able to get a good return on their investment. You know, again, what's the example? I mean, what's the point of spending thousands of dollars and getting a degree if you're just going to end up with a job that another person has that has mm-hmm. no degree? Yeah. So, uh, it gives you so, a little yeah, leeway so, too uh, to do something more that's more of like your heart, career, passion, or something like that uh, that might not have the best. You know, success rate or the greatest starting pay. You know, if they're having that backing guarantee, like, hey, if you don't get a job straight out, then we'll refund your tuition. That's pretty cool. For example, yeah, exactly. And let's and let's dig deeper into that. Uh, you went to school for anthropology. Uh, you know, what was your college experience like? Did you like it? Did you hate it? You know, talk about that. Maybe to get some contrast for people. Okay, well, how's this for contrast? I loved it and I hated it, and I'll tell you. Uh, yeah stock reply bumper sticker answer but I'll dig a little bit deeper I loved locking horns with the professors I loved saying you know what no this is and here's why Um, and that was that's what gave me motivation to go into class or when I was doing online school at New Mexico State University to do that Um, yeah so I, I hated being fed this uh, just regurgitated nonsense that's you know coming from the upper echelons of you know the uh, elitist corporatocracy. You know it's like learn this, learn this, so you can fit these roles, so you don't question you know what's beyond the stars. And you know, so I hated that part, but I really loved engaging with people and uh, and writing, especially in the discussions and forums. And uh, yeah, that's where I found my career. So it is great love and hate thing. So, so did you did you graduate? Did you drop out of college? No, I, I dropped out. I dropped out after two years, and uh, yeah, just jumped straight in to writing. And since I already had, um, you know, background writing papers, and uh, you know, just just really 
doing it for the love of it, I was able to jump into it right away and start getting published on um, cool sites. Like the first, the first site that I got published on was uh, Waking Times, and um, it's an offshoot of Act, Activist Post, and I got um, featured on Activist Post, and uh, yeah, Jeff Berwick liked my, my stuff on Activist Post, and he was, asked me to come out to, uh, to speak at the first Anarchapulco, which I unfortunately wasn't able to do. But yeah, uh, just the love of it really opened up a lot of opportunities for me. Well, let's talk and, about uh, that deeper. You talk about you talk about how you know when you was in school, you kind of your kind of your love for writing, kind of your interests, and kind of what you were studying prompted you to you know get more involved writing on forums, uh, that type of engagement. And I guess from there, that's what really sparked your you know, your love for wanting to take your writing career to the next level. Now. A lot of people want to do this. They want to do freelance writing. Uh, you know, people obviously, uh, according to uh, according to a, a recent statistic, uh, less than twenty percent of people are actually happy with their career. So, uh, you know, so so the the overwhelming majority of people they're going to work just because they have to pay the bills. They don't like their careers. They don't have no satisfaction in their careers. They just do what they gotta do uh, to get by. Uh, which is which unfortunate because again you know what's the point of working so hard what's the point of making your making money if you know you, you know you're not you're not satisfied you don't have joy and fulfillment you know often people it's often people they work but then take those problems at home and, and, and it causes problems in their family you know if, if you're happy at work then obviously when you come home you're likely going to be much happier yeah and it's funny that you mentioned that statistic about 20 percent of people have work satisfaction it mirrors the marriage satisfaction it almost perfectly parallels marriage satisfaction rates, at least in wow. America. So, is it are we miserable at work because we're miserable in our marriages, or is it a little bit of both? Yeah, that's a good uh, point, and I, I'll be happy to talk about that in a little bit. I mean, it, it's interesting to see how that's so related. And as I said before, you know, if a person uh, hates their job, uh, or, or you know, has has uh, some you know some uh, uh, significant form of dissatisfaction, well, they're obviously going to take that take that home, and it's going to cause problems to their family. So, a lot of people are interested in freelance writing and also they're just interested in general of becoming self-employed they won't have that flexibility especially if they have kids or especially if they have other obligations uh, they want to have that flexibility uh, to be able to you know uh, adjust their schedule adjust their schedule accordingly and being able to be their own boss be able to work for themselves so uh, freelance writing is one path in which we'll focus you know uh, you know focus today on but there are many paths but Daniel, uh, you know, let's talk about the beginning of your journey as a freelance writer. You say you started with the Waking Times. Let's talk about that. Uh, you know, talk you know talk about talk about you know you know, uh, you know what, what prompted you to write for them, or talk about you know how, uh, talk about you know how you found the opportunity, and kind of talk about the experience on how someone can start to be able to get those opportunities. Well, the first first. First piece of advice: uh, Just write. If you want to be a freelance writer, just write. You know, it sounds it sounds pretty common sense, but people are like, "Yeah, I want to be a writer. I want to be a writer, and I'm going to research all these sites and get all this great information about how to be a great writer." But unless you're actually channeling that and identifying with yourself as a writer through your actions, it's never going to happen. And so, I. I had a, a pretty good head start because I was just writing for the love of it. I just could not stop writing. And so I looked to see what sites best fit 
my interest. So I did, did research and then I would pitch, I would pitch, I would pitch. And, um, you know, I got rejected just, I mean, I've been rejected hundreds of times, but when I got that first one, you know, it was just sheer ecstasy. And even though it was for a smaller website, I mean, not to not awaken times at all, you know, they're really great to put out great content and they get to around 300,000 viewers just on Facebook alone, uh, which is impressive. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was ecstatic. Um, but after that moment, like that got me familiar, you know, pitching with pitching and working with editors and, um, and really refining my writing style because, you know, when you first start, you're not going to be, you're not going to be gold. Like your, your thoughts, you know, they sound good in your head. And when you're writing, you're in that free form flow. Uh, but usually what comes out in the paper for the first couple of months is going to be unrefined garbage, but for you sure. think it's gold at the time. And so, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's one thing that freelancers, uh, who are, who are interested in, or pe- people who are interested in freelance writing, um, to really get past that first level, they have to get past the ego, you know, you love doing it. Um, but you have to be ruthless against your own words. Like if it doesn't, make sense if it's not adding to your point if it's not giving value you have to ruthlessly and almost diabolically cut it out you stated something that uh that perhaps i can you know you know add a bit more detail and and one thing you said was that um you have to as simple as it sounds you have to start writing because when you're when you start approaching uh these different websites and publications uh, well, if it, it, they're going to be interested to see what you have written for in the past. And if you have no history of any type of articles or blog posts, well, it's going to make it harder for that editor to say yes to you. So it will be a great idea possibly to start, you know, start start your own blog, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, writing uh, blog posts for your own blog. Or, uh, you know, if you don't want to necessarily uh, start with a website, which is not, which is not, I mean, it's not absolutely necessary, but if you don't want to go that direction, you can start writing for or uh, places like LinkedIn.com, you know, LinkedIn Pulse has a has a, uh, a a blog section and where you can contribute blogs uh, for LinkedIn. You can also use uh, Medium.com. Uh, there, you know, there's there's a lot of these uh, different um, uh, websites that you know I, I like to call them open forum because you know basically anyone can write for them. But um, you can start creating content. And you can use that content as leverage. So when you go to a place like the Waking Times, or you go to these these uh, a website you're interested in, now you have some credibility in a way. Now you have some now you have some experience to say, hey, I wrote for these guys in the past, you know. And, and now and now it gives them more more uh, uh, a chance to consider you. Say, okay, well this person uh, has written for this in the past. Okay, maybe, maybe I should give them opportunity. So I think I think that's a great point. I don't want people to believe that they could just say, "Hey, you know, they approached the uh, the Goodman Project, or they go approach uh, or, or approach a Mind Body Green, say, hey, yeah, I want to write. Give me a give me a writer's account because because <laughs> they're going to look at them like, uh, no, I'm not." <laughs> um, I, have, I have a funny little analogy. Um, the editors are like the nobles and kings and queens of the court, and if you don't have an online presence, you are a peasant. <laughs> you are. A- they are going to tilt their cotton wig at you and just laugh you out of court. Uh, so you have to get an online presence. And even if it's just your own personal blog, even uh, here's a little tip. Um, 
if you have your own website, like my mine for instance is uh, dowlingwriter.com. You get your own email account attached to that. So I'm Daniel at dowlingwriter.com. And so when people get my email, they're like, okay, well, this guy automatically has some credibility because he's emailing from his own website. Um, so that's that's really important. That's a good point that you made that people can just get their own blogs. But I would advise advise to get an actual website. And uh, it's kind of it's it's hard to do at first, you know, because a lot of us are technological dinosaurs. I mean, I don't know anything about it. It took me like five days to put For up sure. my first website, and it you know was basically five days. I had nothing. Uh, yeah, I agree. I a website anyway, definitely. Uh, for the, uh, it, it does those, give you a professional ahead. image. It, de it definitely is like your home. It's like a foundation where people can visit you and check and check you out. And absolutely, you know. However, you know, temporarily, if a person doesn't automatically uh, get a website, you know, uh, if a person now, now, I would make I would only make this caveat to say this: if a person already has a social media following, let's say let's say you have uh, who knows, let's say you have. Uh, 2,000 friends on Facebook and then you have an additional uh, 500 followers on Facebook and you have uh, 3,000 followers on Twitter and then you have let's say who knows uh, a few thousand on Instagram or maybe uh, a few uh, a few thousand connections on LinkedIn if you already have that that reach then having a website you know you know that not having a website is not going to hurt you because you already have a following so if a person just used uh, LinkedIn post and and, uh, and had a blog there or a person used medium.com and had a blog mm -hmm. there it again they probably can do fine without a website for the short term however if you have no following whatsoever it's probably best as Daniel suggested mm -hmm. that you do um, that you do a startup website because you know if, if, if no one knows who you are well you need to project a professional image you need to project a foundation and that's what starts with your website I just want to take a moment to tell you about dreamhost dreamhost.com is the award-winning web hosting service rated by PC magazine with their current rates and positive reviews I couldn't think of a better company to recommend you can get $10 off a one-year hosting plan or $25 off a two-year hosting plan when you use the promo code Kallen, K-A-L-L-E-N. DreamHost.com, PC's Magazine, best web hosting service. Let's actually dig deeper, Daniel. Uh, I guess from Waking Times, that's what led you to write for the Activist, activist Post? Mm-hmm, Activist Post. Um, and actually, um, I had developed a relationship with um, with the owner of Activist Post uh, prior to even being published on there or Waking Times. So that's that's another little tip, you know, for anyone who's who's actually interested in writing for a living. Um, you know, you're not necessarily going to get in and uh, be featured on you know these really high traffic websites right off the bat. But what you can do is establish a relationship. You know, whether it's whether you're looking for mentorship. Uh, or you know whether you're just genuinely very passionate about the interest, interest uh, that that site conveys. Um, what, whether you're doing health, or whether you're doing, uh, or whether you're doing, let's say, you know, arts and crafts, mm -hmm. you can definitely find a website that applies to you and, and, and be able to find a good platform to write for. So, so, so as, 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 as we're going, as you see, you know, Daniel has been actually, you know, you know, you know going from one step to the next step, you know, waking times to activist posts. Now, 
many people are wondering, and I, I, I'm gonna get to it right now. Uh, people are people are saying, well, okay, you write for this site, you write for this site, then you went to write for Mighty Body Green, the Goodman Project, going to that place. You know, you know, how do you get paid? You know, let's talk about that because, uh, and there's actually you have direct ways of getting paid have indirect ways of getting paid but let's talk about that because uh, I, I know many people are saying that well yeah you know freelance writing is nice you know but I don't want to do all this writing if I don't get paid you know perhaps you could talk about that perhaps you could talk about your journey about maybe when you probably did some free freelance writing into eventually when you started to get mm -hmm. paid yeah perfect point uh, because all this work that I was doing up until this point uh, was building the foundations so that I could launch out and have credibility as a freelancer, you know, so I could have a portfolio. Yeah, but that's where I got this really, uh, really pithy bit of information. Um, volunteer. Just put your services out anywhere. It doesn't matter where. Um, I started working with a group in New Mexico, um, a Greyhound adoption group, and uh, a project coyote I got involved uh, doing freelance work with them uh, you know writing articles really specific niche articles you know I had I have no idea or had no idea about like, coyote reproduction systems and uh, you know how they repopulate when they're under duress and so I had to force myself to get creative and learn all these different things and then type up these cogent articles you know and hack away at the bits that didn't make sense and hack away at the bits that didn't you know lead to the main point and then present a really really nice finished high quality article um, and so yeah that's that was one of the first steps to uh, to to getting in the paid job so Building, building the groundwork, you know, doing articles for sites like Waking Times, ActivistPost.com, that was great. But here's an actual organization that I was, you know, making connections and working with, you know, um, their CEOs and their directors. And so I was establishing rapport. And, uh, you know, all these people give me recommendations, uh, you know, when other freelance clients are calling and asking them, like, who the hell is Daniel Dowling? I'm like, oh, stand up dude. He knows a lot about Greyhounds. <laughs> And um, yeah, so so that was the second step. And after after I I did enough work with them and got my name out there, I started applying my portfolio to to different companies. And I went through sites like PeoplePerHour.com, um, which is a really good resource. Um, I initially heard of that at BeAFreelanceBlogger.com, um, which is a really great resource for new writers. But yeah, that's that's where I uh, found my first couple of clients, and I started writing what I knew about, and I had done a lot of alternative research uh, into health, uh, alternative means of health and fitness and stuff like that, and I'd been a coach, like volleyball and tennis, right. um, all my life. So, so I really applied heavily to the jobs that were health centric and fitness centric, and and so a lot of people were probably more qualified. Than me. It's those assignments where you have to bid for the project. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's the formats vary, but uh, you can bid for a project. Uh, you can sell a project. You can. Okay. Uh, people can solicit you. Yeah, there's a, a lot of ways to do it, but it's it's a little bit more involved than Elance, and oh, certainly, especially for people just starting up. Elance is sort of faceless, <laughs> yeah. and it just has that uh, that residue of foul corporate, just you know, bleh, bleh. 
people per hour is much more much more down to earth. It's more of a visceral experience. Per hour. Direct ways to getting paid, indirect ways to getting paid. Uh, when it comes to uh, freelance writing, uh, you know, obviously direct, the, the, uh, obviously the direct ways of getting paid would be when a publication actually pays you. And then an indirect ways of getting paid is when, let's say, you link to something in your a blog or let's say or an article on another site that uh, that's maybe that's maybe an affiliate link. Maybe you link to something that you're selling, and then you get paid that way. Uh, let's 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 talk about because uh, now you cause now you write because we, we didn't talk about Goodman Project, Mind Body Green, Cheat Sheet, Life Fact. Let's talk about those four publications because those four publications uh, tend to get at least. Uh, I want to say, well, because I'll be conservative, 15 million monthly unique visitors, if not more. I know like, I, 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 I write from LifeFact from time to time. Uh, they get uh, 16 million. Uh, Goodman Project gets slightly less. Uh, Mom, Body, Green, and Cheat Sheet gets about yeah. the same thing. So uh, let's talk about maybe maybe we can uh, uh, talk about you know how you are able to make money from some of these publications. Okay, uh, real quick. Uh, so this is a niche suggestion, uh, but just talking about alternative ways to get money for all the people out there who have law degrees that they can wipe their and you know get a barista job at Starbucks with. Uh, become yeah. a paid contributor to G Sheet. What would be the requirements uh, to be able to find success there? And then you know you could talk about yeah, that yeah, one, and I'll talk about one of mine. Okay, great. Um, yeah, uh, Cheat Sheet is it's kind of a men's premium lifestyle website. I guess they get around 15 million viewers, uh, unique viewers a month. And um, you, their requirements are that you have a four-year, you know, bachelor's degree or more, and um, two two to four years experience in the field that you want to write for. And they they were soliciting for uh, health and fitness writers and. So I obviously didn't have a four-year degree, but since I did have so many articles posted, you know, for like Mind Body Green, um, Good Men nice. Project, and all these other sites, you know, that was r real concrete evidence of my competency and uh, you know my interests. That was the equivalent of the college degree for them. I'm like, okay, well, this guy's proven, so we're gonna, take yeah. So that's that's how I got on, and um, you know, you get paid. Uh, flat rate. Um, it depends on what you negotiate, but as far, yeah. But as far as uh, you know, they're looking for like eight hundred to thousand words per article. I would set up a thing where we could, you know, split one article wow. into two and get paid, you know, twice for the same article. So, um, yeah, as many as you want. I mean, it's it's up to your ability to pitch. Just highlights what I always talk about, and where if you have the experience. The degree does not matter, and Daniel was able to was able to become a paid writer for that publication because he had the writing experience. You know, he didn't have the four year degree. You know, most people are dropping out. Most people are dropping out of college at astronomical rates. You know, because people see again, people are seeing that since the Great Recession has increasingly lost value. Almost, almost degrees, not all of them, but most of them. So uh, again, just highlights that. You know, it's not so much about the academic experience. If you have the experiential experience, it can do you just as well. If you want to write uh, seven, do they say, oh, no, you know, we'll, we'll take four out of the seven, or they'll, or they'll take all of them as long as it meets the quality standard? Yeah, as long as there's a standard. Um, 
you know, there's so much competition. We're in such an information crunch right now that people cannot get enough. You know, people are always wanting more. They always sure. want more. And when you're having 15 to 20 million unique visitors, they're going to need more content. So, you know, these really big publications, they need you. Over 80% of people hate their jobs. They want to get out. They want a way out uh, as, a, as a bridge to be able to build their business. And maybe freelance writing can be that for you. You know, you know, uh, you know, Daniel is killing it uh, when it comes to the free light, the freelance writing, uh, you know, industry, and he, he used that as a transition uh, to start his relationship coaching business that we will talk about in a few. Now, to talk about a publication that I write for, uh, <clears throat> let's see, I write for several. Um, when it comes to, because because I, I know that we both write for the same publication, so I want to talk about something that's obviously different than yours. Let's see. Uh, Oh, we both write for the Goodman Project. We both write for Lifehack. Uh, yeah, Leak Daily. We both write for that too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I'll talk about one. Here we go. So, I write for the Huffington Post. Okay, and uh, the Huffington Post obviously gets uh, 150 plus million uh, monthly unique visitors. It just let you know that uh, you have to have a lot of writing experience to get paid for. Uh, or no, I don't say a lot, but you have to have substantial writing experience to get paid for diving tips. They, they don't just give anybody an account, you know. <laughs> you have to show people. You have to show them that you know that they you, you really do this. You really do this as a professional. That's the biggest online uh, news publication uh, in the U.S. Right, it's one of the right. best ways to, to get exposure. So you have staff writers and you have bloggers. Now, uh, it, now, uh, obviously, obviously, they vary uh, depending on what kind of uh, situation you can work out. Some people get paid to write for the Huffington Post. Some people uh, they get paid directly, and some people get paid indirectly directly for the Huffington Post. Uh, you get paid indirectly if you use uh, a book widget. So, let's say you already have a book, you write an article. Uh, you, you include the Amazon link in your book widget. Uh, when you write the article, people read the article. They also see the book widget. They can click on it one time, and they're buying your book. You know, so that, that's that's one great way. I've, I've so uh, quite a bit of books um, doing it that way. There's also directly. Uh, now, they don't, the people they pay directly is only about uh, I want to say a tenth to the people that write for the Huffington Post. And uh, if you want to be like one of their official uh, staff writers. Obviously, you're going to have to. Um, yeah, I mean, preferably they're going to. They, 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 you you have to either have significant uh, writing experience from college, or maybe you have to be someone prolific that they will give the opportunity for. But it's a great way uh, to write for them. You can write about anything. They have all these categories: uh, business, health. Uh, uh, you can write about. You can write about uh, politics. They have all these categories you can write about, and it gives you the opportunity to be able to uh, build your brand. It's also a good credibility stamp. You know, you see right from the post, almost everyone knows what that is. So that, that's great too. Now, um, so again, so, so, so that's one. So that's so that's one that I write for. Now, uh, and perhaps we could focus on maybe a, a publication we write, uh, we, we both write for, and then we can shift on to kind of how that, how these, how this freelance career uh, has the freelance writing career has uh, opened up the opportunity for you to uh, bridge your relationship or to start your relationship business. Now, uh, let's talk about, uh, which one do you want to talk about? You want to talk about Goodman Project, Lifehack? Oh, yeah, good. I have a, uh, a soft spot for Goodman Project because they were one of the first you know, major publications that I got published on.
is, is about mint issues or, 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 or issues um, that relates to mint. And uh, the thing about Government Project or the thing about any other of these sites is maybe people say, well, yes, yeah, it's the Government Project or it's this site, but it's not the Huffington Post or it's not Yahoo or it's not this. The, the one thing people do not know is that, you know, places like the Government Project, they have syndication partners. So if you write an article that does very well on the Government Project, Yahoo may pick it up. Uh, uh, Cosmopolitan Magazine may pick it up. Uh, yeah, the Huffington Post may pick it up. So just because you're not writing for the Huffington Post does not mean you can't get on the Huffington Post. Just because you're not writing for Yahoo does not mean you can't get on Yahoo. It starts with the site. Another site that uh, has that, that syndicates uh, via Yahoo, if you write for business2community.com, which means that your article does very well, it can be on yahoo.com. So again, just because you're not writing for the huge sites does not mean you can't get on the huge sites. And uh, with the Goodman Project, uh, how the pay works is uh, if you are a freaking contributor, uh, you get paid basically it's like it's like uh, per view so it's like passive income you know for for, for for a certain amount of views you get paid a certain amount of money uh, an indirect way of getting paid or if, or if you're if you're a staff writer or if you're an editor or something like that then obviously uh, you, you'll probably be salary uh, however uh, if you're if, if, if you're just like you know if you're just like an infrequent writer you can use the things that you're selling whether it's your stuff or someone else stuff uh, as a way to make money from your articles you know uh, uh, whether it's maybe an affiliate link from Amazon that you know talks about maybe a book that you're talking about in an article uh, maybe it's your own book you know you get you can add that the Amazon link in your bio or maybe you can add the here's a quick here's, here's a quick little tangent um, you're talking about you know really great ways to get money to get income flowing in but one of the one of the highest rewards for me, especially writing for Goodman Project, their uh, their community is just is so very involved and engaged. You know, they have ten to fifty million of the most engaged people on the web. So they're going to be commenting on your articles. They're going to be giving you guff occasionally, but mostly I've gotten so much feedback and you know so many people reaching out to me through social media saying like, dude, thank you so much. I needed this. This was serendipitous. You know, I can't. Thank you enough. I have noticed that sometimes that's often the case. You know, with the smaller websites, uh, you, know, you you may get more comments than likes and shares. You know, but at the same time, uh, the comments is really how you build your community, how you get people to follow you. Because uh, if a person likes your article, well, they're gonna they're gonna follow your other articles. And the more comments you get, the more interesting it make it more interesting it makes you as a writer. So that's definitely uh, you know I'm glad you brought that up, Daniel. That's definitely a, a great way. And also, too, you can get opportunities. For example, uh, someone from freelancer.com contacted me from a Goodman Project article. And, it, and it's these types of opportunities you can get when you start writing for these sites. And that's just one example. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect example. And that's part of the passive income. Uh, once you get your name out there, once you know, people see that you have uh, capability for viral content, like on, on these, I'll call them medium tier, Huffington Post, Yahoo, like all the, you know, the huge name brands, Men's Journal, Men's Health, that type of stuff. Those are, you know, those are the big fish. Now, if, if you're writing up, now, if you write about uh, women's issues, well, you're probably not going to be a good fit for that, for the Goodman Project. So again, it has to be, it has to be a, a good fit uh, for your niche. Well, and, and also too, 
before we talk, before we make the transition to talk about how that's kind of helps your relationship coaching career, let's just maybe give about two minutes on Mom Body Green. Uh, you know, talk about that publication a little bit because actually uh, uh, they have some big syndication partners too. And maybe and since you write for that, maybe you can talk about that a little bit. You know, if they pay or maybe how you make money or you know, kind kind of give an overview of that publication. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mind Body Green, I got accepted for them uh, in the third quarter of last year. I sent my pitch, you know, I said, hey, Daniel Dowling, uh, I actually didn't, I didn't write. Here's a tip for anybody who wants to submit to Mind Body Green. Don't, don't sell yourself. Um, and it was just kind of a, you know, a weird, you know, I, didn't, <laughs> I just didn't really feel like doing it. Um, but I let my I didn't even put any links to my work. I just said, hey, this is my article. I think it'd be a good fit. And the lead editor, uh, the the chief editor actually contacted me like 40 minutes later. And it was funny. I sent the submission and it said, okay, we'll get back to you in four weeks. Maybe. <laughs> probably won't have time for you. <laughs> it was, yeah, one of those deals like peasant. And she got back with me 40 minutes later and she's like, hey, I looked, I looked you up. You know, I really like your work on pornography. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. It's, uh, I tell people, you know, hey, look me up. Um, or people want to know where they can find me. And I say, just type in Daniel Dowling pornography. And they're like, what the <laughs> But, uh, yeah. So, anyway, um, for that publication, just let your writing speak for itself. Sometimes they uh, don't like promoting other people's sites. For example, uh, recently uh, I've been invited to write Original, for entrepreneur.com. Yeah. I've always made videos for them. But I've never actually written articles for them, and uh, recently I've been invited to write for them. And uh, you know, you know, one thing the editor told me, you know, uh, add any links that, that that goes to Inc. Magazine or a Fast Company because that's their arch rivals. And in my bio originally I had that I was featured in company. Uh, originally in my bio I had that I was featured in uh, Inc. Magazine, Fast Company Magazine, things like that. And uh, that was that was one tip that he gave me. You know, basically between uh, entrepreneur and, and those other two is very competitive, like arch rivals. And uh, so that's one thing that I would uh, I would definitely uh, uh, suggest people. And, and and let me ask you this, uh, Daniel, uh, Mind Body Green, uh, is, is it is it a thing where you just write for exposure? Do they pay, or how does that work? Yeah, it's for exposure. I mean, if you write enough, uh, you can get paid through their sites by like putting up courses. They sell courses. Sure. Uh, that's that's a great site that I would definitely uh, recommend. Uh, maybe freelance writing is not the thing that they want to do for the rest of their life, but maybe they like it enough that they can see themselves doing it for the short term as they use that as a soft landing pad to transition to developing their own business. In your case, uh, it's a relationship coaching business. Let's talk about that experience, Daniel, how that was able to work out for you. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically, it, this goes all the way back to college, like before I even made the, the transition into being a freelance writer, I decided that you know I, I came from a broken home and I I keep hearing all these things about you know how governments are going to institute world peace uh, and that we just have to wait another year we just have to elect another person but I firmly believe that you know it's up to our individual relationships it's up to strong families you know the stronger and more peaceful our families are that's going to be the backbone for world peace and that's something that you have to work really hard for to do and um, so I, after a couple failed relationships 
and just you know really wondering what the hell I was doing wrong. I just I dropped out of the game for a while and just reformulated my whole plan. And so that's why I went to college. It's like okay, I want to be a relationship counselor um, and marriage counselor. And uh, after two years of schooling, I found that a lot of the information was just bunk. Like not, not people weren't going to be able to change their lives through this stuff, and it wasn't going to be inspiring, and it wasn't going to be something that I could express from my heart to really help someone to make those deep, profound changes that that you know can only come from the inside. And so um, that's that's what led me to to write on relationships. So, so I, I did that, build all the groundwork, and everything I did, you know, had some element of relationship in it. Um, like even writing about coyotes, I talked about their sexual reproductive habits. Uh, but um, yeah, so I decided that after a while, you know, people online, you know, they reach out through your articles. So writing for Good Men Project, and I'm giving. Uh, steps on you know how to overcome you know your emotional claustrophobia you know like break out and actually express yourself to your partner and so guys really like that stuff uh, because we are so emasculated it by uh, not being able to express our emotions like that's what part of what makes us men so people reach people reach out to me and they're like hey you know awesome I want to have you as my coach and so that was great that was my first step into it and that that was just from starting intelligently and knowing that if I'm writing about relationships, then I'm going to get people coming to me if I write well enough and if I stick with it. And uh, that set me up to form a relationship with uh, an established relationship coach in Albuquerque, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Wow. And um, she gets she got solicitations, you know, from hun- like hundreds of people a week saying like, "Hey, want to be partners?" And uh, but. I, I just wanted to be connected with another professional in the area, so it wasn't like, hey, you know, what can you give me? It's like, hey, let's go have a cup of coffee and uh, yeah. talk shop. So that's what I did, and you know, we did that a couple times. And after the fourth time, she was like, hey, do you want to take over my business? And <laughs> uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was a pretty kingly offer. Um, and yeah, so we started working together, and it ended up being something where. You know, it wasn't a good fit for me to continue because I would have had to work within a, like a limited parameter, and I'm more about holistic goal planning and making really specific plans for people. You know, everyone has different strengths and weaknesses and uh, different approaches that they need that only they can know. So I'm not going to be, you know, saying, "Hey, do do these coursework, uh, do this amount of coursework, and then come back and talk to me. We'll laugh and cry a little bit, and then you'll be healed." Uh, not, that wasn't the case, but that that uh, that relationship got me a lot more exposure uh, and a lot more credibility. For sure, you know, from your relationship coaching business and you writing for uh, publications, that pretty much supplements your full time income. Yeah, yeah, I'm committed to doing your best for yourself, and you know, if you can be on top of your shit and be an adult <laughs> and have fun doing it. Then it's it's so much more of an adventure, and uh, you can you can really do something meaningful for other people while you know expressing your talents. So, um, uh, DowlingWriter.com. My email is Daniel at DowlingWriter.com, and um, you know I I do couples coaching, singles, um, you know people who are addicted to porn and want to escape that, uh, not escape but overcome. Um, I I offer some specific help for that but all pretty much all through my website dowlingwriter.com like bowling with a d
that's my cheesy sales pitch. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs, best-selling author and career strategist as seen at Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list, you're missing out. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.